welcome to Books and Beyond with your hosts, Alison and Inika. Join us for information, entertainment, reading recommendations, and more. Brought to you by Auckland Council Libraries. Nga pa taka korero o tamaki makoro. No my haere mai, kia ora, and welcome to our second special romance episode of Books and Beyond. This is your co-host Alison, and Inika and I are again joined in the studio by our very special guest, librarian Dihan Mogado from Epsom Library. Kia ora, Dee. Hello, hello. Kia ora, everyone. Kia ora, Alison and Inika. Thanks for having me back. Oh, <laughs> so good to see you again. It's so lovely. Now, in this episode, we're going to be looking at the evolution of romance from past to present. Because modern romance is not just bodice rippers and secret billionaires, <laughs> Fabio and Fireman anymore. Nowadays, we, we see a few fire women um, mm. on our covers, and look, there's something quite alluring about a woman in uniform. <laughs> and the book covers are no longer exclusively pink, yes. as we discussed mm. in the last episode. That's mm. right. Yeah, definitely. Well, looking back even further than the old um, rows of pink mills and boons, mm. which are still going strong, I they should are. say, they you are. will still spot those in the yes. library. I'm going to take us all right back for a minute to look at the old school history of romance novels. So romance novels as we know them today have actually got their origins in the 18th and 19th century gothic romances that were very popular at the time. And of course, we can't forget the OG of the rom-com, Jane Austen. Yes, yep. definitely. Now, these books um, introduced readers to the first time to stories that focused primarily on the lives and the struggles of female main characters mm. so if you are looking for some foundational romantic fiction you can't go past our always available classics collection in Libby and Overdrive mm. you in there you're going to find all the Austins that you can shake a stick at mm. and you'll also <laughs> find romantic classics such as The Mysteries of Udolpho by Anne Radcliffe which oh, I'm yes. pretty sure I was meant to read at university it's yeah. like 20 years past now so I better get <laughs> on to it yes <laughs> Now, Jane Austen uh, commented on her own writing versus the extravagantly overblown romance novels that were popular at the time. She said, I could not sit seriously down to write a serious romance under any other motive than to save my life. That was a good quote. Now, her novels are grounded in social realism, but they're also romantic comedies. Marriage was always the goal, and happily ever after was the prize, Mm. if you were the lucky leads of the story, of course. You may have noticed that that's not always the case for the best friends and the side characters. Yeah. 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 So well. Yes. yes. It's the the horrible warnings. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, moving forward, um, Georgette Hayer's historical romance is set in the Regency era era, um, from the first half of the 20th century were really well researched and very well received by readers. And moving a little bit further forward, um, The Flame and the Flower, which you will be able to find on Overdrive as well, mm. by the US author Kathleen E. Woodywiss, was the first modern bodice stripper oh. that left the bedroom door open. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. so sexy times, ahoy. <laughs> um, published in the early 1970s, um, The Flame and the Flower was a huge hit. 
But I must admit that current day readers are probably likely to find that content in that book um, pretty problematic. It does involve multiple sexual assaults framed as romantic (laughs) encounters. Mm. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. we're not so much into that. Sort of like that. glamorizing some years. Yeah, not great. How things have changed. She ends up with her abuser. It's not great. Mm. Yeah. But Dee, I wanted to bring you in because um, I know that you um, yes. were a big fan of Barbara Cartland and Mills and Boone era romances. So for me, for my romance 101, <laughs> so um, I remember devouring on Barbara Cartland books when I was a bit younger. I'm an avid fan, and that's how I started with historical romance mm. with all the body stripping and mm-hmm. stuff. But with Barbara Cartland books, um, it's like it has the usual tropes that you know, enemies to lovers. They're like, like trapped in one space, and they have no choice, like forced proximity. Mm. And usually, like the characters for Barbara Cartland books are like of, of title and of uh-huh. noble birth in Regency England. It would usually have snippy banters, but not as intense as the Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it also sometimes includes like adventures, like there's a heist or something mm. to rescue or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, of course, in true Barbara Cartland like um, nature, it will have swoony dialogues. And it, I notice where those books have fully, really detailed like um, of what they wear. Oh, the, dis- the like beautiful the, yeah, the beautiful mm. gowns and whatnot, mm. and of course it usually ends with the ultimate happily ever after underneath the stars and the moons, <laughs> and perf- and it's definitely perfect for old romantics with beautiful ball gowns, laces, and ribbons. Mm, anyway, <laughs> I know, but with a good old Mills and Boone romance books, like when I was like when I started reading it, I just thought, oh, it's just like kind of like one kind of thing mm. but then as i went through it it actually has a lot of variety yeah so there's like a lot like it can vary from like sweet romance medical sexy billionaires christmas royalty secret babies and etc <laughs> yeah. contemporary romance and it also shows like these books through mills and boone i think those are like the older generation of the now contemporary mm. romance books it just shows that how like love can happen anywhere and to whoever whatever the circumstances so so much and there's just so much to choose from and it can like really cater to different kinds of readers mm. so it can be formulate but it can get addictive so mm-hmm. you can read from one Mills and Boone to the other it will have the same kind of story of different names. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but, like, you can't just, like, miss it. Like, I mean, who doesn't want to know what happened to the characters when they're, like, trapped in a snowstorm, when they have to finish a deadline, or, like, <laughs> or who can't miss, like, having a fake rela- relationship if you're going to have the, for the sake of the family inheritance. So, for me, at that yeah. time, they were so juicy mm. and very intriguing and very, like, engaging. So that's how I started with my romance reading. You're selling it to me. Oh, yes. is it? Are you going to go back? Big time. I'm book. going back. I'm going back to my I'm going to try one. Yeah. Now, um, last year, we talked a bit on Books and Beyond um, about the, the fun of those 1980s bonk busters. That, um, <laughs> bonk and we were, we were laughing about them so much. So we were talking then about authors like Shirley Conran, 
Judith Prance, Jackie Collins, and (laughs) and Jilly Cooper and her Randy Riders. (laughs) Um, And what we talked about at the time was romance really does reflect the the fantasies of its own time. Mm. In the 80s, it was often far-flung destinations and big money, big hair, big shoulder pads, (laughs) and high-flying career women. We do have a copy of those because we still have, like, we borrowed it. In our library, they're still yeah. there. Some they copies and they stack. are still super fun. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. Look, I re-borrowed um, or re-read the Shirley Conran's Lace last year oh purely for research purposes. Of course, of course, of course. Of course. But I loved it. It was so camp, um, full of high-flying career women flinging drinks at each other and uh, swapping husbands and, <laughs> oh, and pool boys, etc. It was just. Fabulous. Yes. <laughs> but look, let's move on now and we'll talk um, book talk and bookstagram mm. because this has really changed the game for romance and yes. just in the last couple of years. Yeah, really. So on the short format video platform TikTok, mm. the hashtag book talk has had over 100 billion views. Wow. It was the uh, top hashtag in 2022 on the platform. And where romance had four of the top five books with the most engagement. Yeah. So it's really a game changer. Mm. Right? And um, here in, in New Zealand, um, the 2022 Whitcalls Top 100 saw more than 20% of its list dominated by book talk favourites. Yeah, big oh, right. change, right? Oh. Huge change. And that included five books by Colleen Hoover. Oh. And um, we here at um, Auckland Libraries, we've definitely felt yes. the book top buzz in a big way here. Mm. So um, if you want to check out some book top popular titles, visit Libby slash Overdrive mm. and look for our book top and bookstagram buzz list. It's on our website mm. and um, there's about 100 books in different formats mm. over there. Yeah. Well, we're going to jump forward and review a few of those most popular TikTok romances. And I've got to say, we can't really kick this section off with anyone other than Colleen Lee Hoover. Hoover. Colleen Hoover. It's got to be Hoover, yes. right? You can't miss that writer. You cannot yes. miss Colleen yes. Hoover. Yes. Well, look, for those who haven't heard too much yet about her, uh, Colleen Hoover is currently the best-selling author in the United States by a huge country mile. Mm. Mm. And she's also making waves all over the world. She's 43 years old. Um, She's a full-time writer now, but former social worker. Mm. And she sold over 20 million books worldwide after uh, self-publishing her first novel, Slammed, Mm. in 2011. And Slammed made it to the New York Times bestseller chart in just seven months. Yeah. But it was um, basically in 2020, with the, in the middle of the pandemic, that um, Hoover's sales really started to pick up. Mm. Uh, now that spring, uh, Colleen Hoover, she did a very clever thing. She made five of her e-books available for free. Mm. Oh, and wow. so readers just um, hoovered them up. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> oh look, I, I pretty much... You couldn't, couldn't resist. You couldn't resist. <laughs> And then they started buying up her back catalogue and sharing Mm. their reviews and reactions to her her various titles on TikTok. Mm. And this has led to her current absolutely phenomenal sales figures today. They really are mind-blowing. Here's the numbers for for Colleen Hoover from 2022. 
At the year end, she held the top three positions on the US bestseller list with um, It Ends With Us, oh. Verity, and the sequel to It Ends With Us, It Starts With Sports. Us, which only released in October 2022. Yep. She had six books simultaneously in the US top 10 paperbacks bestseller list, and that was for most of 2022. <laughs> Many of those oh were God. first released years ago. So these are not brand new books. Hmm. And that is actually really unusual in publishing. And she managed to sell in 2022 a total of 14.3 million print books oh in just goodness. 2022. So she blew James Patterson out of the water, John Grisham, Stephen King, <laughs> All of those, um, you know, crusty white male authors, boom, gone. (laughs) Good on her. Yeah. 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 Goodness. Now, Hoover doesn't just write romances. When it comes to the Hoover oeuvre, there are steamy psychological thrillers. There's a ghost story. Um, Some of her novels feature domestic violence and family harm, drug abuse, homelessness, and poverty. But... One thing that does tie them together is that most of them have an addictive combination of sex, drama, and outrageous plot twists. We are going to start with the biggie today, and that's It Ends With Us. Yes. So mm. both um, Dean, Dean and I have both read It Ends With Us yes. and the sequel It Starts With yes. Us. So if you haven't managed to get your hands on it yet, because I must admit, <laughs> the cues are long on this book, <laughs> don't worry, we're going to tell you all about it. And... You should definitely still get in the list because we do have lots of copies of that yeah. title. We've got we lots of different formats, so you can jump on all of them. Yeah. And it's, it's very engaging. Like yeah. it's not a book that you can just like keep for long because you can't just stop. That's true. So do, if you really want to read it, don't be discouraged. No. To be in the queue. That's right. It yeah. is. It's a fairly quick read, like you say. You yeah. you're gonna read it in in one or two sittings. The weight might be shorter than you think. So, you know, patience is a virtue to get in the queue. We'll tell you a bit about it. So it ends with us as set in Boston. Mm. When we first meet our main character, Lily Bloom, it's the day of her dad's funeral. Now, Lily witnessed her dad abusing her mother behind closed doors as a child, so she can't say she's really going to miss him. And literally, she actually has just come back from the eulogy and she just gave it a big blank when it was her time (laughs) to speak. Yep. After working to build her career in marketing, um, Lily's thinking about starting her own florist business. Not just a floor, florist like business, Mm. just a very interesting niche floral business. That's right. She's a really canny marketer. She's got a little uh, interesting take on her florist business. Yes. But that's when she meets a handsome neurosurgeon called Vile. Of course she does. Of course. course. (laughs) Neurosurgeon. Yeah, Yeah. neurosurgeon. That's right. There ain't no other career. (laughs) They're immediately attracted to each other. But Vile lets her know straight away that he's not into dating. And you'll find out why later Mm. in the book. Mm, Yes. Yeah. Um, But Lily herself is not into the one night stands. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's also got a little candle burning, hasn't she, Dee? Yes, for Atlas. For Atlas. <laughs> her first love, Atlas, um, who she met and connected hard with as when they were both kind of quite um, sensitive teenagers. Yes. Um, Atlas was a hunky, runaway teenager. Mm. And they connected as teens. Um, but she, they haven't seen each other since they were separated by forces yep. beyond their control. control yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Lily and Ryle meet, and then a couple of months down the line, Lily's actually opening the doors on her florist business. She's gone for it, and she wants to make a completely fresh start. 
Mm-hmm. Um, quite by coincidence, Lily's brand new employee and her instant BFF, yes, Alyssa. Alyssa, who turns out to be Ryle's sister. That's right. Seriously? What a dink. What a coincidence. She's just walking past. <laughs> They're instantly best friends. Yes. And she turns out to be Ryle's sister. So when Lily and Ryle are thrown back together again, their initial spark does turn into a full-blown mm-hmm. furnace of a yes, relationship. Like burning. Oh, burning hot. Yes. Burning hot. But with the burning heat um, comes fiery outbursts yes. and darkness. Um, mm-hmm. Lily didn't ever expect that she would be facing something like this again. Yes. High drama. Yeah, well, oh. It can get very triggering, so yes. be warned. It's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Content yeah. warning for this book. Yeah. Well, on the subject of, of content warnings, I wanted to just touch briefly on the recent absolute brouhaha about oh, the gosh. It Ends With Us adult colouring book mm. okay. which sounds sort of strange doesn't it but what <laughs> does to me but anyway to the decision of Colleen Hoover to release a colouring book themed around domestic violence and family harm was mm. hugely criticised by her readers and fans who are known as the cohorts by the way so um, it just baffles me that the, the, the whole concept of a colouring book wasn't sense checked I kind of want to see that colouring book though I'm actually I know. curious yes. like, I would have thought just like flowers lily blooms flowers but Maybe. that's what she would hope but, yeah. but anyway to her credit um, we've got to give her credit for this Colleen Hoover has uh, she apologised swiftly and the project has now been cancelled okay. I, I think it was at the printers and everything so mm. they managed to pull the plug on it but I guess it's a, a case of cancel or be cancelled. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. I, you know, I found it really interesting to think that mega fandoms, they'll lift you up to the heavens, but they will also hold you yes. to the highest account. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing, mm. really. Yeah. Well, Gen Z in particular holds really high expectations around um, their creators and yes. the creatives don't they it can be a double-edged sword at times but in this case i think we stand with the fans i am sure are well we will definitely not underestimate the power of social media for that because mm. it can move and make things possible move mountains and such mm, absolutely Gosh. well <laughs> well talking about like it ends with us so we have it starts with us so mm. it's basically the sequel of it ends with us and it was recently released at the end of 2022 that's right and it was a, like in the beginning it ends with us was what actually just a standalone book it was never meant to but because of the popularity with and then fans like you know please have like like a second book so so that's how it happened like that's how like it starts with us like Came you know, about. came about. It's so fans, wasn't it? Mm. Yes, because of fans, and it gives like really like Lily and Atlas like another chance for a happily ever after. Mm. But uh, with this book, um, you still have Ryle in in the picture. Mm. Um, it's it causes the dra- drama and the tension. Yeah, but it's pretty much more of kind of like a, like the book is more of like a conclusion of how to like end like yeah, yeah to touch, mm. like i said in my in, um, instagram like because every character deserves like a good beginning so that's mm. for me like what it starts with us mm. yeah. So, yeah very much that second chance 
love story. It was a yes, much more is. straightforward story, yes, it wasn't is. it, than um, It Ends With Us. It's like, not as triggering as, like, you know, the first one. Mm. But it kind of just, like, have, like, a nice, like, tie tie the ribbon, like, neatly. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Sequel. Yeah. But, yes. Interesting. Well, look, I've read um, a couple of standalone Colleen Hoover's, so I'll just briefly mention mm. those. Yes, please. Um, the first one um, was published in 2015, so it's one of her older ones, mm. and it's called November the 9th, and it's available in all, all formats in, mm. in our libraries. And this is a novel about finding your confidence, loving yourself, and learning how to forgive. Uh, so the story uh, follows a quite an unusual love story between two characters, Fallon O'Neill and Ben Kessler. So they meet by chance in LA uh, the day before Fallon is due to move to another city. And um, they are are strangers when they meet. And so they agree that what they'll do is they'll meet once a year in an experiment that uh, fills their lives with the confidence that they both lack. Mm tragedy and an unspoken truth threatened to tear them apart but the experiment results in a manuscript that heals them both (laughs) so look i didn't really tell you much about it but it's got all the elements of a good romance it's classic colleen hoover you've got contemporary life you've got high emotion all the feelings lots of tears and heartache Mm. but it's this um, thing about meeting on november the 9th every year uh-huh. and then no contact in the other 364 oh, days in between in okay. between oh, okay so lots of sort of smoldering um, <laughs> it's a slow burn slow burn, slow burn. <laughs> now then um another standalone um this was uh published last year 2022 mm. and it's called reminders of him i think that might have been a republish was it oh do you know, I've got a feeling it, be. it was. Because she's got about 20 books knocking about and she just keeps bringing them she back out. You are right. Books. I think that's correct. It but was re- we can check that. Re-released. No, I'm absolutely sure you're right on that. So um, this has got high drama here. Now, our main character, Kenna Rowan, has just served five years in prison for a terribly tragic mistake mm-hmm. that she'd made as a, a, a teenager. After being in prison, she returns to the town where it all went wrong, hoping to reunite, reunite with her four-year-old daughter. Mm. So no, she's been in prison for five years. Oh, yeah. She has a four-year-old daughter. Do the math. Do, do, do the, the math. So, okay. But the bridges that Kenna had burned in this small town are proving almost impossible to rebuild. Everyone in her daughter's life is determined to shut her out, no matter how hard she works to prove herself. Mm. And the only person in this town who hasn't closed the door on her completely is Ledger Ward, a local bar owner. He's uh, gorgeous, pouting, smouldering, good looks. Broody. Broody, yes. He's one of the few remaining links to Kenna's daughter. Mm. Mm -hmm. So this is a novel about forgiveness, healing and hope. It's like heavy drama. High drama and all things. Well, I've got a little heads up for um, for cohorts. If you haven't heard already, you need to get in the queue now for her new book. Well, it's kind of a new old book again, like um, Reminders of Him. March 2023 sees the re-release of Never Never by Colleen Hoover mm-hmm. and Taryn Fisher. So this is a mm-hmm. this is a collab. Oh, 
Oh. It's a co-writer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this book, um, Never Never, was originally mm. self-published in three parts between 2015 and 2017, and sees Hoover join forces with Taryn Fisher, who's the New York Times best-selling author of The Wives, for a gripping, mm. twisty, romantic mystery. Mm. Here's a little excerpt from the synopsis, which I pulled from Goodreads. Um, Charlie Winwood and Silas Nash have been best friends since they could walk. They've been in love since the age of 14. But as of this morning, they're complete strangers. Their first mm-hmm. kiss, first fight, the moment they fell in love, every memory has vanished. Oh, is this an amnesia romance? I really can't tell, but oh, it's reminding so me of, um, what's the one yes. about Eddie LaRue? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a book about, um, there's a big one on BookTok, which is about the invisible lives of Eddie LaRue. Oh, and that wow. also has a kind of a memory... Yeah, forgetting people. Oh and, goodness. Yeah, drifting that's, through time. and mm. That's big in romance, isn't it? <laughs> it's quite big, yeah. So, like, moving on to, like, um, when Colleen's, um, like, theme, like, how it's all mixed with, like, a bit of romance and a mm. bit of this and that. So, one thing that, like, also I notice with authors like Colleen is, like, it also their characters come from different backgrounds mm. and also different professions. So they, these are not just like perfect characters or perfect people. Mm. So there's a shift in contemporary romance for that. So that are like relatable. They're not just like billionaires now. They mm. can just be like or royalties in disguise. They can just be anyone like. Mm people studying, people from academia, writers, florists, baker, bookshop keeper, mm, cafe owner, or they can just be anyone that you see in your community. Librarians? Yes, you cannot miss out the librarians. Yes. You need love to, right? Yes. And these characters are so relatable, and it's like witnessing everyone's love story. And so that, what it means then is that this love could happen to any of us. Yes, this hope for, definitely. For all of us. <laughs> well, I think that's what the message I'm getting from these books. Yeah, <laughs> and like one of them, like a good example, would be like Emily Henry's um, book called Beach Read. It's her oh, first book. Yes. Mm. So these are not like you know the super important people characters. These are just you know two authors, and it's been like quite popular. Mm, very so, popular. Big yeah. on BookTok, right? Oh, is it? Oh, yes, Huge definitely. Huge on BookTok, Emily Henry. Yeah. So it's basically just a story of two authors named January Andrews and Augustus Gus Everett. Mm. So January was like dealing with the motions uh, of loss of, um, of her dad. But at the same time, like, unraveling the family shocking secrets. So she was, like, thinking, okay, I'm going to go for a quiet town just to recover. And because she's an author, so she has a writer's block as well. So she thought going to a quiet town could, you know, fix those things. Mm. But then when she saw her neighbor, like, she didn't expect that she will be um, next door with her college ex what's this grumpy college arch nemesis gus everett oh okay ah, so the small town getaway is not as quiet and not as peaceful as she's expecting it to be (laughs) so like when i first when i read her book it was just like i'm just an instant fan it was just like quite different like Mm. the way she tells her story 
And I'm like really looking forward for her. I think it's her, she's on her fourth book now. Yeah. So, yeah. I've started reading Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Oh, yes. And yes. again, that's got a literary setting. It's got an author and it's got a grumpy editor or publisher. Yes. And she, again, she goes to a small yes. town and she ends up bumping into him. So I think yes. Emily Henry likes the, um, she likes the getaway. Yes. Yeah, she likes to go to small towns. Yeah. It kind of gives me the vibe, like book lovers, like a, like a Frozen, you know, Disney Frozen. Oh, sure. Oh, because it has also like the story of her sister. Yeah. And that's kind of like the, like the sisterly love. That's right. Like, yes, it gives me that Frozen vibes of like Elsa. Yeah, it's got that BFF <laughs> sister sort of vibe yeah, as well, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, look, I've got a question. Um, there's something I've heard um, bandied about, but I'm not quite sure what these categories relate to. Mm. So I might get one of you to explain it to me. So we talk about new adult. Mm. And then there's teen and then there's adult mm. in terms yes. of romance genres. I guess for me it's that new adult. One yeah. That I'm not familiar with. <laughs> this is a term that, you know, we don't see it on our library shelves, yeah. but it is something that gets talked about a lot on Book Talk. Um, yes. A new adult book or a new adult audience of readers, mm-hmm. um, really you're looking at kind of university or what they would say college in the States. So, you know, the stories um, that are tagged for new adult would tend to star people of that age, you know, just like in real life, um, the characters are getting older, they're leaving home yes. and things are getting progressively steamy in their relationships. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And of course, this is along with their readers who are, of course, ready to get out of the teen section and into something a little bit more um, more spicy. Yeah, yeah. More action. More action. <laughs> more action. <I> <laughs> Now, many authors cross between the kind of the sweet and the spicy and the steamy side of things when it comes to romance. I mean, Colin Hoover has got some super sweet books, um, but then there's some really much more edgy stories with some darker content. Um, Verity is one of those. Um, I would just say, just as a little side tip, um, if you've got younger readers in your household who are keen to read, you know, what's popular and what they're seeing on BookTok, it might just be worth knowing which of those titles are a little bit more on the edgy side. Um, depending on the title they pick up, they could find themselves in a little bit deeper than they expect with yes. a popular author. Yeah, because because it can be like very popular, it's on the hype, but it might not be appropriate for the age. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I do trust young readers as well, though. I must admit that mostly young readers, when they come across something that they're not comfortable with, they will put it aside yes. or they'll go and have a chat with someone about it. So, you know, we can trust our young people, but at the same time, you know, it's just something to, good to be aware of if you're um, the parent of a teenager. True. And then speaking of new adult um, genre, so there's always like, if you hear that genre, you could not miss like like having like these names like Anna Huang mm, of the yes. Twisted series and L. Kennedy for the Off Campus and Briar U series. So like those are kind of like, those things that are making big noises like mm. these days for for new adult genre. Yeah. And I'm sure there's still some Late more. teens, early twenties, mm. yeah. Yes. So like for Anne Huang's Twisted series, they're like basically these are just like a story of four women. These are like their friends and each of the books are, have their corresponding pairing. Mm. So the storylines can be over the top, it can be angsty, and it can and it all re- resolves in the steamy, all-consuming mm. passion of <laughs> love. Yeah, so I'm, 
<laughs> yeah, like I've read book, book one, Twisted Love, and I've read book two, so like called Twisted Games. So it's basically like it's a story of Bridget and Reese Larson, yes. And so like when I read the book, it reminded me of that old movie called <laughs> The Bodyguard by Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. Oh, uh, I remember that. Without okay. the singing and the... And I, anyway, I love that one. <laughs> without that one. Yeah. And then you can just add the royalty, drama, and political intrigue to it. Ooh. Fighting for love, freedom, and prestige. But when it comes to like those steamy scenes, well, that Anna, Anna Huang can wow. write. <laughs> it's like scorching a sec. Oh. Hot, hot, hot. Oh, <laughs> endorsed by D. Yes. You heard it here. <laughs> but yeah. That Twisted series by Anna Huang is a TikTok sensation, hey? Mm, no wonder. Mm-mm. All four books from that series dropped in one year, 2022, and they are definitely in hot demand with our Auckland Library's romance readers. Um, as they said, the first in the series is Twisted Love, and it is important that you read them in order if you can, because they, yes. they do have links. Yeah. Um, you know, they are alpha heroes, strong heroines, and like you said, plenty of steam and angst in these books. And if you uh, like the sound of, of this, if you like the sound of what you're hearing, <laughs> um, a bit of a heads up for those of you who are taking part in our Books and Beyond reading challenge at yes. the moment. Um, and if you're not, you can get in right now. Um, one of our reading challenge prompts for our Books and Beyond challenge is to read a book that features one or more of the seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. Now, Anna Huang must have read our minds because she's come to the party. <laughs> she Her next hit book series is based on, you guessed it, the seven deadly sins oh, yeah okay. so the okay. new series from Anna Huang is called Kings of Sin um, there is a library queue already building for the first book which is called Kings of Wrath <laughs> um, it was published in October 22 um, 2022 but it last time I looked it was taking its sweet time and arriving I mean that's 2022 yes. styles right typical of the so year. get yeah. in the queue when it comes yeah. in we'll send it to you get in the queue as early as you can that's right um, from the Goodreads description, King of Wrath is a steamy billionaire slash arranged marriage romance. Oh, it contains explicit sexual content, profanity, and mild violence. So it's recommended for mature readers only. Yes. You heard it here. And also, like, Inika, we, we, we can't miss out Tessa Bailey when we're talking about steamy. Oh. So she's, um, she's not known for, like, new adult genre. Mm. But if you just want, like, a very steamy contemporary romance... Mm book so tessa bailey is it so like she does have quite a few books already so she's definitely not to be missed absolutely um hook line and sinker is one that i've seen um all over my socials and what's another um the other one is like it happened one summer so it's basically kind of like it's a two book series it's like these are like bellinger's sisters Uh so the first one is it happened one summer Mm -hmm. and then the second one is hook line and sinker and this is like what we call like if it's very steamy we call them like open door romance Mm. yes. yes Yeah. Now, the open door romance, um, maybe we can talk about that a little bit. So when we talk about closed door and open door romance, um, open door, you're going to be right in amongst the action. Okay? So don't say you weren't warned. I know those cartoony character covers can be a bit deceiving, um, but you're going to be in amongst it. So just be aware of that. Eyes wide open. 
yeah. and all of that. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. Because I must admit, I found I was getting a bit confused between, I didn't know what... Well, my, there's my, such sweet covers, know, right? Is my door yes. closed or open? I don't know where I'm going, but that, that really does help. What we should um, say to our listeners, though, is um, a lot of these book talk popular authors mm. are super hyped. The titles yes. are super yes. hyped. Mm. So we give you full permission to do a DNF on these, so a do not finish. If they don't hit that spot for you, yes. There's no shame in exactly. saying it's all no, good, right? Yeah, yeah, this one's so not like, for me. Definitely, and there's no shame to admit that if, even though it's very popular for everyone, it might not be working for you, mm. and you don't have to force it. Then it's just not working. So mm. you don't have to have it's not rocket science. Yeah, it just didn't work. You don't feel it, and then surprisingly for me, like this very hype love hypothesis by Ali Hazelwood. Oh yes, it was very popular. But for some weird reason, it didn't work for me. Oh, and right. I'm sure there will be like fans screaming <coughs> to me like, nah, but um, it just didn't work. So, but I mean, for her other books, it's all good. And it's like, I don't yeah. have problems mm. with it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yay. Yeah, yeah. So it's right. good. Yeah, don't question it. Just yes. yeah, yeah. Just if you don't feel on. it, just move on. Toss it and move no. on. Yes, sounds good. Well, look, let's finish off with a bit of fun, and um, we'll talk about some of our favourite common romance tropes and, mm. and terms. Fun. This is fun. So we've done <laughs> closed door and open door, which I found very illuminating. So, but I guess the ultimate trope for romance is the the happily ever after, yes, isn't it? The H E A. You've got to have it. You've got to have yes, it. You've got to yeah. have it. And I think we talked about the open door, but maybe we didn't mention the closed door. Yes. In case you wonder what closed door is, a closed door romance is based basically where the sex sense is fades to black before yes. before it all gets too steamy. Um, yes. You know, there's going to have, basically it's a sweet or a little bit of spice, mm. but the steamy stuff is going to happen off the page or off the, you know, off the screen. Yeah. True. And then there are some um, authors, uh, writers that we can mention with, um, for those people who prefer the closed door romance. Mm. So Sarah Adams, um, she wrote like the cheat sheet. So she, she, Quite wrote quite a few books already. Yeah, and also like Beth O'Leary, who oh, wrote the flat right. chair. Oh, it's a yes. very nice sweet book. Um, and so there's also other sweet romance um, authors to look out for, like um, Jenny Colgan, mm. Kate Spencer, and there was um, and surprisingly, like our library also have like Christian theme romances. Yes, they do. So. And we have like romance, like a sort of like a Amish themed yeah. Shelley Shepherd Gray, and there's some sweet romances by Anna Jacobs. So, and if you're not sure what to go for, just check with the librarians. Yeah, the librarians know where to find them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They can help you up with that. And um, Overdrive has a, um, a list of Amish romances yes. up at the moment. And it's um, very cleverly called Bonnet Rippers, which I thought was... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so that's Bonnet by rippers. our um, colleague Andrea. Yeah, there's clever. plenty in there. I think there's like 700 Bonnet Rippers in Overdrive's yes. wow. collection currently. Bonnet so rippers. if yes. Amish is your thing, if you remember Witness, the movie with Helen yes. McGillis oh, wow. and Harrison Ford back in the day, oh, get in there. <laughs> get in there for a Bonnet Ripper. 
Um, and our tropes. I mean, yes. romance is full of tropes. These are the common scenarios and setups that you'll yes. find in romance. Um, some people say some romances are a bit too much, like tropification, I have heard yes. as a term. Oh, <laughs> but whether you're a romance fan yet or not, we know you will be after our series of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. um, some really common tropes are things like the friends to lovers stories. Yes. Then there's enemies mm. to lovers, which mm-hmm. is often your basis for a lot of rom-coms. Um, fake relationship, fake it till you make it, yes. um, and of course opposites attract. Um, mm-hmm. There's a really fun variation on opposites attract called grumpy sunshine. So this is a couple where one is a real grumpy bum and the other one is super positive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also it, we also have this, um, this trope with forced proximity. So it can be like they could be on a work project where they're like forced to be together. Mm. It can be like a project, can be like sharing a room, or they can only be like they're living in one house and they have no choice. Yeah. Or like, or a boat or a bed. <laughs> so there's some friction. Bed, I'm yeah. afraid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, really it's like oh gosh, you have no choice. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, there's the secret billionaire, oh, um, yes. or the the shake the the royal. Mm-hmm. Um, Milton Boone, in particular, loves those particular ones. And um, don't worry, they're still around. Yes, absolutely. They are. Right. And um, you're no longer million, millionaires. I gather you have to be a, a billion billionaire. It's got to be a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, Aim high. <laughs> remember, one of the biggest selling romances ever. Fifty Shades of Grey, oh, yes. billionaires, yeah. Oh, oh yes. 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 yes, yes, billionaires still popular. Yes. Who would have sunk it? Yes. That's true. <laughs> and then of course there's the secret love child or the secret pregnancy of the secret baby. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially secret baby for Christmas, which I think you mentioned earlier, yes. Dee, from your yeah. Mills and Boons adventures. Um, and of course we were thinking about what might be the hat trick, and we think maybe <laughs> secret. Doctor's baby for Christmas oh, has wow. got to be the hat trick yeah. to end all hat trick. Okay, it has to be. you are winning at life if you have had a doctor's secret baby at Christmas. <laughs> and then the <laughs> more be at Christmas, <laughs> and then the more secret, the juicier or something. That's yes. right. <laughs> and then when it comes to careers, mm. um, doctors, billionaires, cowboys, and firemen are now joined by academics, yes. scientists, professors. Yeah. I mean, hot geeks. Oh, I, yes. I like myself a hot geek. Love yes. a hot geek. Very Me too. Big bang theory. Oh. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, of course, your entrepreneurs, your lawyers, your social media influencers, mm. um, you know, detectives, oh, bakers. Yes, you mentioned bakers yes, earlier, Dee. DIY experts. I mean, who doesn't like somebody who can bring all your interior designs <laughs> yes. to life? Yeah. You know, handyman, handywoman on call. He's <laughs> a very good skill. That's right. <laughs> and you know men can do anything now, right? Yes. yes. I heard that. Yeah, you had heard that, mm. eh? And then I learned this like random like acronyms, like BMOC. And I have to research, check on it. Yes. Google, good old Google. And it means big man on campus. Now, is that what I think it is? I think it's open for interpretation or something. BMOC, Big Man on Campus. I'm not going to Google that. (laughs) Not at work, anyway. Not here, not here. Um, Now, I've noticed that contemporary romances, um, because they have got a bit more of a focus on like an equitable partnership with a more equitable power dynamic, 
Um, and with that, there comes more emphasis on both partners' experiences. So that's yeah. something I'm seeing more and more. Yeah, and so you're getting um, the, the dual point of view. Yes. Um, and you're seeing more and more of that in romance. Mm. I'm wondering who would have done this first. Oh, look, I'm sure mm. there's some, many before this, but the ones that came to mind for me was things like One Day by David Nichols, oh. which you remember from the oh. late 90s, oh, yes. early 2000s. And then, of course, um, you know how there, there's been those big series like Twilight mm. and Fifty Shades of Grey where yes. they've gone back and done... The same book from the male perspective, so the Grey yes. series, right. which is all yes. from Christian Grey's, and Midnight Sun was Twilight from Edward's perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there's loads of others. But, um, you know, we're seeing as well that lots of, um, in, in our romances, you know, everyone can have their own weaknesses yes, too. Yes, definitely. So it's like, gone are like the days where it's, oh, it's Mr. Perfect, Miss Perfect, yeah. like, everyone is like all happy perfect and everything mm. so it seems like most of these like romance books thrive on like diverse characters that have their own weaknesses like accepting their own weaknesses mm. it can come in different forms like anxiety health conditions or like internal angst parental issues like rivalries mm. and also like personal tragedies that's so like Colleen Hoover's book also yeah, always has sure. these tragedies and then also like this there's just like a lot of variety of like like some like added drama yeah or like mm. kind of like depth to the stories mm, yeah. yeah and they really just probably reflect modern family most families yes. anyway yeah the dynamics that the i guess the current dynamics mm. yeah people yeah yeah well look on that note we really recommend that you get between the covers of your perfect book match as soon as possible Mm. yes i know i'm planning to (laughs) look there's a love story for everyone and for every reader definitely check out our website for book lists to inspire and on on our website you're going to find new zealand authors lgbtqi rom-coms and lots of happily ever Mm. afters for everyone plus Mm. Dee's top picks lists. Yeah. It's yeah. on there. It's ever growing. Oh, it's never sure final. Yeah. That list is always like evolving, to be honest. <laughs> and don't forget to visit Dee's Instagram handle, Dee's We Just before we go, we want to give a plug for our current promotion called mm. Love is Love. If you borrow three or more romances during February, you're going to be automatically in the drawer to win a Love is Love prize pack. So you can borrow your romances, and I'm sure you have lots of inspo for those now, from our library shelves and all our libraries. Mm -hmm. You can request them into your library, and you can also find them on Libby and Overdrive. So get into the romances and be in to win a Love is Love prize pack. And then when this is in, um, in when the, when's the last? Oh, the, the last It's day. running the whole of February. Oh, yes. okay. So cool. get your borrowing in before the 28th of February and you'll be automatically in the draw. Okay. I'll keep it so we're really that. excited about that. <laughs> well, look, this has been so much fun. I really want to give a huge thank you and shout out to oh Dee gosh. for joining us again. It's been <laughs> lovely to have you oh back. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me again. <laughs> yeah. Will you come back another time? Yes, definitely. Oh, good. Definitely. Yes. Get invited good. We'll again. give you a rest. <laughs> yes, we'll give you a yes. rest and then we'll be bringing you back for more romance picks another cool. time. And by then, like, I've got an updated list. And yes, <laughs> that's right. We can't wait for the next instalment. Yes. Well, look, in the meantime, to our listeners, happy reading. This program was brought to you by Auckland Council Libraries.
ngā pātaka kōrero o tāmaki makauru. Find us at aucklandlibraries.govt.nz Contact us by sending an email to reading at aucklandcouncil.govt.nz